بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to this podcast uh, episode of Business Class of Oman Observer and uh, we are very lucky today because we will be uh, chatting about one of the most important topics and I think it's one of the most important topics not only in the world of uh, business and economy and entrepreneurship but it's also one of the most important topics in our life which is access to finance in general and alternative financing in, in particular. And we're very fortunate because we are joined by a, a lovely expert in the field. Uh, please welcome Ms. Riza Ismail. And we will be chatting about topics that are related to access to finance. Uh, we will be learning together about what does it really mean when we say alternative uh, financing. And we'll be also checking whether there are success stories or best practices so that locally, regionally, globally that are related to this access to finance or alternative financing in particular. And uh, most importantly, we will see whether there are steps that are necessary and that, you know, can I play any role? Can someone else play a role in building an ecosystem or a structure that is healthy to, 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 to take this forward? But first and most importantly, let us get to know you better. Could you please uh, let us know about uh, yourself, Ms. Reza? Uh, thank you so much, uh, Khalid, and uh, wa alaikum salam. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is such an honor to talk about alternative financing in the context of uh, Sultanate of Oman. So my name is Riza Ismail. I'm the COO of Atis Investment Platform LLC, or uh, known as AtisX. So we are a crowdfunding platform operator and the first to be licensed by the Capital Market Authority. We operate a Sharia, an ethical crowdfunding platform and uh, providing um, financing options to SMEs, to startups uh, in general. So, yes, thank you so much again for inviting me. You're most welcome. It's an honor to chat with you about this. And you, there's so much to unpack in your very rich uh, background. Inshallah. Should we start by, you know, why is uh, financing and alternative financing, why is it so important? And you know, what would be the simplest definitions uh, for it? Yeah, so we uh, traditionally or officially and commonly, we associate uh, mainstream banks, financial institutions as the source of financing. So if you have a business, for example, you go to banks uh, to get your funding requirements. But little did we know that uh, traditionally and since the early stages in our everyday life, we have uh, access to other forms of financing other than banks. For example, you know, you have a, a simple idea of starting a restaurant, for example. You go to your family and friends to pitch your idea and you get uh, try to get funding from them. Uh, and they said, okay, like, you know, fine, you give us uh, some returns. What's your what's your plan what's your business proposal what's the projections what's your cash flow revenue like what's your market study and so on and so forth so this alternative financing has had existed since the early stages in in fact in our everyday life it's just that uh, now with the advent of technology with advent of more awareness on regulations and structures so we have uh, converted this alternative financing into a more regulated and structured manner for example, this can range from private investors uh, funding, 
It can range from crowdfunding or uh, in terms in form of equity or peer-to-peer lending. Microfinancing as well is another form of alternative financing. And how big is the alternative financing, for example, globally now as compared to, to traditional financing? Uh, in more sophisticated or more developed jurisdictions, alternative financing is already rampant. It's, it's used day in and day out. And there are a lot of uh, alternative financing platforms available out there. This is to serve the underbank, the unbankable, the underserved uh, segment of the community. And these are available widely and, and uh, in a mass manner. So uh, in terms of uh, which, which makes it uh, easier and uh, more reachable for segments of society to access to alternative financing. And uh, is it is it true that the risk is a little bit maybe higher uh, or the risk appetite is higher for investors who are interested in alternative financing? Because you mentioned uh, very three, three very interesting segments. You mentioned the unbanked. Uh, could you tell us more about how should we view risk in alternative financing? Yeah. I think uh, because in alternative financing where we serve the unbankable, the underbanked and the underserved, these are the segments of societies or businesses that commonly cannot provide collaterals and which is why they cannot go to banks to get funding and which means that they, they have to resort to alternative ways to find their funding requirements. So in terms of um, risk element, of course it is higher uh, and investors need to be aware and need to do their own due diligence on the risk uh, appetite uh, and, and whether they will be risk averse to this type of investments. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, alternative financing is about to provide opportunity, to provide hope and to provide uh, uh, alternative ways of funding the requirements and as well as for investors to find um, businesses who they can support not only because of um, the returns that they get because there are some investors out there who who want who genuinely want to support uh, the underserved segments of society um, people or or community who are uh, trying to achieve um, or make a difference exactly. in, in the in the world um, by through impact investing or through ethical investing as well. So we have these types of investors, and I think nowadays uh, there is um, also a development in terms of the credit uh, scoring of what we call it the borrowers or companies who want financing. Not only uh, credit scoring is available in assess your financial ability, but also uh, scoring in terms of assessing your willingness to pay. So we have um, what we call a psychometric um, apps or assessment that uh, based on your data, based on your profile, uh, the assessment is based on whether you are willing to make payment. So that, that helps as well in terms of measuring the risk of uh, certain businesses where it uh, measures your financial ability and it measures also your personal uh, willingness whether you'll be able or you're willing to pay uh, investors or not. That's very, very interesting. So alternative financing is not only about financial and profit goals. It could be seen as a part of the wider instruments that are used to contribute to the social economic progress of the community in in general. And because it reaches where other traditional uh, instruments are not used, and and any so- they, all societies they need 
all right whether it's traditional whether it's alternative we we need we need everything yes like like uh, as you are aware like nowadays uh, is the concept of uh, ESG is trending so they will be investors out there who probably the focus is more on the ESG uh, principles and uh, on profit to, making yeah and rather than profit making and it's very interesting that now this element of measuring the, the willingness to pay also plays plays a role because it's almost becoming a discipline or a science yes. on its own in the financial sector right and it could also you know uh, even spread not only to the financial sector but also into sociology and yes, what exactly. makes a person committed to a plan yes exactly so it's, it's an amazing um, development by you know founders who who's developing this uh, kind of software or application and and um, uh, have you seen in, in your in your really rich experience uh, mrs Rizal, have you seen um, success stories international best practices that you can share with us on alternative uh, uh, financing yes absolutely um the main if we talk about uh, best practices i think the main driver of alternative financing lies in the use of technology or platform um, in jurisdictions with more developed um, alternative financing concepts these transactions are done almost purely through the online system uh, without the face-to-face interaction and it's, it's almost um, automated if you if i can say that so it makes it more uh, quicker and easier to access um, in terms of um, other best practices that i see in in developed jurisdictions is the availability of secondary trading for companies so it means that if uh, we offer uh, equity uh, funding for example so investors in uh, the equity funding uh, sector they are, can easily exit uh, from the company that they funded um, to other uh, players through this secondary trading platform. So, but um, this 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 has to be developed, of course, within the, the regulations and laws of uh, certain countries. Uh, for example, in Oman, um, this is maybe something some initiative. I, I know it's been, it's been developed. Yeah, been discussed by the regulators towards to achieve this this uh, um, this progress. Um, I think other um, international best practices would be, you know, the development of incubator and accelerator programs as well. I think this is also rampant and have been developed uh, fairly uh, well in Oman as well. But I, the the bottleneck that I see is that the programs are there for incubator and accelerator, but the funding is scarce. Is scarce, yes. So it reached the point where uh, the cohorts have uh, graduated from these programs, but the funding is lacking, or probably is not able to be done in a more structured manner. If we delve di- uh, um, a bit uh, deeper into that, that missing or unmatched, for example, funding or, or microfinancing, is it what these uh, startups or uh, small businesses need? for growth or is it what they need to survive for operations for example what from your experience what is where is the bottleneck is it what they need just to to uh, for operational expenses are they at that stage when they graduate from incubators or accelerators or is it that they don't have 
enough to grow and expand, uh, build the new products or go to other markets? For I example? think it's, it's both scenarios. So uh, whether it's incubator program or accelerator program, whether it's for growing, expansion, developing, and to survive what you call it operational uh, um, business operations, and, and particularly because of COVID, COVID yes. impacted a lot of businesses where they are kind of not able to move forward because of the lack of uh, funding and the lack of cash flow coming in. So this is where um, I think um, alternative financing can play a huge factor or huge uh, contribution to make sure that these businesses will move forward and be a success. You mentioned earlier something very interesting. You are in a thriving space, which is uh, the space of Islamic uh, finance. Well, would you say that over the past few years, in particular, it's been it's been growing in a in a healthy way? And you know, is there is there a principle there that you think help it uh, help make it successful or? Absolutely, uh, Khalid. So uh, we know that Oman uh, was the last country to introduce Islamic finance in the Gulf. But in terms of the speed of growth, it is very, uh, it's increased, I think, more than what the other GCC countries have achieved in terms of, you know, the, the length or the, uh, how robust the laws and regulations are. And for example, the issuance of Sukkot regulations, which I think some of the GCC countries do not even have that in place. So I've seen that it has grown tremendously in terms of Islamic finance, but also um, Islamic finance is not only to cater to the Muslim community, right? So it, Islamic finance and ethical financing overlaps yes. a lot. So if you are attracting uh, the Muslim community as well as you can attract the non-Muslim community who are uh, more into ethical and impactful financing. Even ESG. Exactly. So that's what Islamic finance is, is trying to achieve as well. So I think it's an all-inclusive of, um, you know, um, the concept of Sharia and also the concept of ethical. Amazing. And can you tell us a little bit more about what are the types of alternative, uh, the different types of uh, alternative financing? Um, so if I talk uh, from the perspective of my company, which is a crowdfunding platform operator, we offer uh, equity crowdfunding and peer-to-peer financing. So equity crowdfunding simply means that investors come and become like shareholders or partners in the company that they're funding. And peer-to-peer financing or lending simply means that investors come and provide a loan of, or in our case, Islamic financing to the companies that require funding. And it requires a, a repayment uh, to investors over time. Now, what are the, some of the most uh, well-known or famous platforms in, in, uh, in, this, in this space, uh, both whether it's through equity or peer-to-peer platforms? So we have, uh, I think we have here um, ourselves and also um, uh, Beehive. Beehive, I, I think uh, I, I can't speak for them, but they, they offer uh, conventional peer-to-peer financing or lending. And, and globally? Uh, globally, we have like um, the likes of Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter. We have the likes of uh, in in I think in Dubai or in UAE Stake, which is more into property crowdfunding. Um, in in 
countries like uh, Malaysia, we have, um, uh, I think we have uh, Fund It as well. We have um, Pitch In. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are quite a number of platform out there. But if you talk about global, um, although in theory a global um, financing platform is is achievable, but of course there are lots of uh, cross-border regulatory and legal issues that has to be maneuvered. Interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of that. Um, what do you think are you know, some, based on those best practices that we, we spoke about earlier, what are some of the improvements that you think we can do all of us together to build a robust uh, alternative financing space? Um, if you talk about um, in the context of Sultanate of Oman, I think in, in, in any countries for that matter, to make a successful uh, financing uh, avenue, all the stakeholders and, and regulators have to work together. Because at the end of the day, um, each one of us or each organization has a role to play. And not only in isolation, but it also has to be a concerted or consolidated effort. So I, I think um, from you know, regulators, financial institutions, consultants, service providers, universities even, we need to work together to build the education system, uh, the talent capacity and capability, uh, development of robust regulations and, and financial services sector, and also the market infrastructure also has to be developed fully to ensure that each and every stage of financing from end-to-end -end process will be catered to and ensure it's the smooth and efficient and effective process. It's very interesting that you mentioned education. Um, you know, perhaps educators will wonder what do we have to do with alternative financing. This is something maybe that is for a later stage of life. You know, post graduation. So, how is education? You think can play? How can it play? I think it's not necessarily that um, it has to come in a later stage of life because you know there's a saying that you know you educate as early as possible exactly. right so if this awareness is instilled in the younger generation on how to develop their entrepreneurship skill and what does it mean to be an entrepreneur for example what does it mean to have uh, financing why do you need financing what are the sources of financing all the financial um, education awareness, I think that, that uh, universities and schools can play a role as well. Have you seen an education system or a curriculum that impressed you, whether by a university or a, or a school education system, where you really liked you know, the way they introduced alternative financing in particular? Uh, so far, to be honest, I have not seen um, any of those, although I know that some schools or curriculum have started to introduce um, you know, entrepreneurship program, for example, uh, for young children have, uh, having like an entrepreneurship competition, for example. I think that's that's a start as well. Um, well uh, it's, uh, now that we, uh, and we spoke about this uh, many times before offline, um, what do you think about the evolution of the role of uh, alternative financing now that we have passed through pandemic uh, and also rising cost of living globally, has it increased or stayed the same or decreased, for example? 
I think there's absolutely more awareness on alternative financing, although I feel that more education needs to be done to educate the masses on what alternative financing really is. Uh, it's not simply to get funding uh, because um, alternative financiers also do have their own internal checklists and criteria and requirements that companies have to meet. It's not only simply giving financing and not um, managing the risk because at the end of the day, we also have to manage the risk to investors as well. So um, definitely this one uh, is the, the awareness is there. Uh, the use and availability is also increasing. Um, and the utilization of alternative financing by companies who require financing is also uh, increasing as well. What we need uh, is the proper uh, maybe regulations structure in place, although um, in the context of Oman, um, the authorities have been very supportive and very flexible in their regulations and that helps a lot. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's more a matter of uh, having um, uh, or encourage foreign investors to come into Oman and participate in alternative financing into the Oman market as well. And let's say you uh, you have you have one wish that would be granted, you know, or a magic wand, right now that you think that would make the most impactful and meaningful change when it comes to alternative financing. What's the one? What's what's the one dua or one wish <laughs> that you will make? I wish that. Um Okay, maybe two wishes. Make, yeah, make them yeah, three. Yeah. Okay, make it three. So I wish that companies who want financing will be will understand that uh, there's certain requirements that they have to meet and work towards that to achieve that to make sure that investors are comforted. On the investor side, I wish that they also give um, companies who want financing opportunity uh, and give them a chance. To you know, to uh, fund them and for them to prove and grow their business. Amazing. So that's two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other um, yeah, last advice or comments you would like to share with us on alternative financing? Um, I think uh, it's it's absolutely it's out there. It's available. Uh, we ourselves are trying to also develop uh, the startup and SMEs market as well. Um, the, the ingredient is that everyone has to work together as an ecosystem uh, to provide, um, to, or to open up this avenue because it's, it's already out there, it's already available, it's already regulated and what we need is more uh, to tighten up the structures, uh, to educate and make uh, people aware that uh, alternative financing is real and is available amazing uh, uh, and if someone uh, from our listeners and viewers would like to learn more um, could you please let us know uh, is there a website um, maybe for ethics that they can visit where they can learn more in general about islamic finance 
our about alternative finance? Yes, uh, you can go to our platform, which is uh, at this x.co. Uh, we have uh, blogs available, our processes are there. Uh, companies want financing can register and make an, uh, make an application. Um, and investors who want to participate in our investment opportunities can also register and make investment as they see fit. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. It's been uh, truly a pleasure, uh, Mrs. Reza Ismail. Thank you so much for sharing with us your thoughts yeah. on alternative financing. Um, welcome again to Business Class Podcast by Oman Observer. And we hope that we will have other sessions. We will dive deep into the different types of alternative financing. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much.